Hey, what's up? Hello. Welcome to the Atlanta Hawks. Rashid Wallace episode of Hackett Chat, the NBA's first podcast with a man who has 44 different NBA homage shirts. That's me. I'm Chuck P. And with me is my Yankee doodle, Dan D. Dan, what are we going to do? Uh, we're here to talk some hoops and tell you what happened to Latrell Sprewell. Behind the MacBook, we have your best friend and mine. It's Dover. It's nice to be here. We're glad you showed up. We're glad we can be back here again. It's going to be a, a fun episode. We were supposed to record Tuesday and then Thursday, but we got wind. There might be some moves. We wanted to wait till the moves were over. So here we are. We, we have landed Russell Westbrook's on a new team, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Chris Paul, all on new teams. And I'm glad we waited. It was, it was a good call. I'm glad we waited, too. Yeah, I'm I'm glad we waited too. I I don't think you would have gotten my, my full energy this week just with all the things that were going on, but uh I'm really glad that we waited because all this stuff kind of laid itself out and played itself out so that we can have a really good podcast. Yeah, I heard you spent 40 hours mulching this past week. At at least, yeah. So I mean, we we've talked about this being being a homeowner now. Um that's what my week off in between jobs entailed was manual labor, making sure our house looked like a normal person house. So that's what I did this week. And that's why I'm laying on the couch while we're doing this episode as opposed to sitting up in a chair because my bottom half isn't working. But that's okay. <laughs> we're here. I can still talk and talk about the NBA. I got to listen to a lot of great podcasts and people talk about there the NBA go. while I was doing all this work. So it's mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, it's perfect. Um, I, you know, Dan, you're you're just a couple years ahead of Dover and I in adulthood. Right. Um, you're a few years older than us, and so it's it's fun for us to sit and like see the adult things that we're gonna do. Uh, and we just we we kind of let you go through that brick wall first, and then we're like, oh, yep. uh, we can do that. Um, we can lay mulch. That's not that bad. But like at the same time, we're also still like dealing with new adult things as we go. Like I just got my own right. like health insurance and. I, I know what all of that means now. Um, the he, do you want to do you want to hear the embarrassing adult things that I got to do? It's learning about food and groceries. Chuck, tell me about all of the new adulthood things that you've been doing recently. So it's it's learning new things is what I've been doing, and I went to the grocery store with my my two roommates who are a little older than me, and uh, we were in we were in the the, the rice aisle of Costco. <laughs> this is so dumb. Um, my my one roommate says to my other roommate, she's like, hey, make sure you grab some brown rice. We don't have any brown rice left. And my knowledge of brown rice is when you are at a Chinese food restaurant, they're like, what kind of rice do you want? White rice or brown rice? Which means steamed rice or fried rice, right? So apparently... Other than just regular white rice, there is a separate thing that is brown rice that isn't fried rice. It's just rice that is brown. I did not know that. <laughs> I'm surprised you even picked up on this at Chipotle because they, they now have the white rice and the brown rice option. You've never seen this or you've just thought, well, oh, this is like Chinese restaurants. So here's the thing. I don't like Chipotle, so I very Fair. rarely go. So if that is my singular... Uh, cultural exposure to brown rice in the wild, then I've missed it completely. Also, Absolutely. also, we were then in the fruit and we were looking at different raspberries. There's red raspberries and there's black raspberries. Did you guys know that there are no such thing as blue raspberries? <laughs> I did. Dover, Dover, do you want to shame me? Go ahead. Yeah, there's, it's a made up thing. Well, there's flavors of it and all sorts of stuff. Where do they get the blue raspberry from? It's made up. No, but like, ha, what do you mean it's made up? It's not that it's not <laughs> enough for me. Like oranges, we know where the orange comes from. Strawberry, we, we know where the flavor comes from. Where does the flavor of blue raspberry come from? It like stems from raspberry, but it's blue. How is blue a flavor? Just ask Kellogg's because they put it in the Pop-Tarts. That- that's you can yeah. you can write them a letter i'm gonna They'll write a, you know. i'm gonna write i'm gonna write them a letter i'm gonna write dumb dumb suckers a letter i'm gonna write airheads a letter they all have blue raspberry flavored things and then i look stupid because i thought the blue raspberries existed so that's what i'm doing <laughs> lots of great stuff 
Lots yeah. of like really big things that are just like starting to like light bulb moments for you, which is exciting. Uh, this is big. This yep. is good stuff. This is what you're I on your own. This is this is what happened. Look, yeah, I I moved out. I moved on to something new, and uh, somebody else who's moved on to something new is uh, Russell Westbrook. So, what do you say? Should we uh, get to talking about basketball? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And here we go. We're going to start with our top five rundown, five things that we just, we need to, t- we need to hit, we need to talk about. Um, we haven't had a show since Kawhi Leonard moved, since Paul George moved, since, since Russ and, and Chris Paul. So we're, we're going to start at, you know, what happened first chronologically. Let's start with Kawhi Leonard leaving the Toronto Raptors, the champions Toronto Raptors, and, and going to the Clippers. And not just going, but forcing, no, I wouldn't say forcing, I'm going to use a different word coercing them into attaining a new uh pairing you know created this is the new thing in the nba is all these new duos and it's Kawhi leonard it's paul george dan initial thoughts well the first thing in all of this that makes me happy is the duos feel like there is this competitive balance now as opposed to like this super like three four guys Mm -hmm. in one franchise which i'm really excited about like whose duo is going to be the best duo and who can you add into the duo to right. make it you know a better situation so i i love this i love that this is happening mm-hmm. my reaction to Kawhi is the reaction i have to Kawhi a lot Kawhi is anton Shiger from no country for old men he doesn't talk <laughs> right. he just destroys everybody mm-hmm. and he pulls all the strings he does what he needs to do and things happen just because he's going to make them happen regardless right. of what anybody else is trying to do. So that was my first thought. My first reaction is, oh, this is Kawhi just going in Tantragur mode on everybody like mm-hmm. he already does. And from what I mean, from what we've heard over the last week has been he reached out to multiple people and this was the one that ended up being the one that stuck and hit for him. And I love it. I love putting Paul George and Kawhi Leonard together. Uh, I was doing this exercise over the weekend, was looking at, is this the best defensive duo ever? Right. And if you add, Paul, uh, if you add, if you add Patrick, Patrick Beverly into that, is this the best one, two, three triple defensive uh, team trio together ever? Like, I mean, and you're looking at the comp. Legitimate. The comp is, I mean, you know, not necessarily with exactly position wise, but like, the best two defenders I can think of who were on the same team were uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Like, and if you're right, if, right. if, if my initial thought is who are the best, what's the best defensive duo I can think of. And when I'm comparing you to Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good start. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And that was the first thought I had was like, I, I looked back and was thinking like, okay, if you had Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, like, does Patrick Beverly, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, does that like become like a similar type defensive trio? Like, Mm -hmm. man, it's, it's not too far off. Like that's pretty darn good as far as the defensive side of the ball, not only that, but like like what those guys bring offensively as well. And now not one of them will have to carry such a significant load. So like, I don't know. I'm excited about them bringing those two guys together. Yeah, they're mixing them with Patrick Beverly. Uh, and I think the Clippers are going to be great. What were your right. reactions? What were your thoughts? What did you think when you had it all happen um, uh, last week? Well, so my, I had always thought that Kawhi was going to go to the Clippers just because of how, yeah. how full their roster was. I didn't think that the Lakers had a chance because I, just, I, I didn't think that Kawhi wanted the circus. And I think he wanted more stability. Because they have more guys yeah. on deals. Like, they, they re-signed Zubat. They had uh, Trez Harrell and Lou Williams locked down. They, they, they re-signed Patrick Beverly. They have Landry Shamit, uh, awesome. And, and before the trade uh, uh, for um, uh, 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 Paul George, they had Shea Gilgis-Alexander who, and Danilo Gallinari, who I thought right. was like, like and Danilo, yeah. this is perfect. Like, this is a wonderful setup for them. Uh, when they traded those pieces and they traded the picks to get Paul George, my first thought was, hmm, they play the same position. And then my second thought was, hmm, they don't have to, and positionless basketball is the trend. I mean, you can easily play Paul George at a stretch four. And honestly, they might have, like, your crunch, your crunch time might be Avery Bradley, Lou Williams, uh, Kawhi Leonard, 
uh, Paul George and either Montrose Harrell or Zubach, whoever fills that role better. But dude, yeah. I like that. They've got shooting off the bench. They've got offense off the bench from, from Landry Shamit and who, whatever big is going to replace the other one versus Harrell and Zubat. Um, Mo Harkless, I think, is a, a legitimate NBA player. Like, that's, that's the thing is we have more legitimate NBA players. Um, I, I, I really like it. I think that um, this is obviously a win-now move, and the totally. way that the contracts are constructed, they're basically on a two-year deadline. So, yeah, you know, we'll see what happens there. But I think... I, I think Jerry West is doing what you have to do. And it's what Masai Ujiri did, which is if you want to win a finals you, or go to the finals, you need to have a top three first ballot Hall of Famer on your team. That's it. If you have borderline yeah. all-star guys, if you have 13, third team NBA guys, that's your best player. If you're looking at, you know, oh, sure, we, we, we've done well. We have good players. We're... You're not making it to the finals. You know, he had to get rid of, unfortunately, DeMar DeRozan, who is a beloved guy in the franchise, who's never going to be an MVP candidate. He's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He might be an all-star nine times in his career, but he's not going to be that level. And you have to go get Kawhi. And that is what the Clippers did. They did what they needed to do to go get Kawhi. And I think Paul George is the same thing. I think that he is or can be, at the very least, a top five dude. He was an MVP candidate until whatever happened to his shoulder. Um, but I just, I think that they did what they had to do, and they left basically the future for the next guy to figure out. And hopefully you have a title exactly. by then. It'll make it all worth it if you win a title. And I think this is the window to do it. So I, I completely it. agree. And I think, I, I loved it too. My own, I have two two fears in it my, my first is uh front court is a little thin for them yeah. i like mantras hero but I, I don't know that i like him to be like your key main big up front mm-hmm. like he proved that he has the ability to do that last season i think under doc doc yeah. kind of brings the best at a lot of those guys in those positions uh like zubach is good he's young i i don't know that i trust him in the biggest moments in the biggest games just yet. So I think right. that's a thing that they need to, that still need to round out is another piece up front to play with those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece to this is, man, we talk about all these great um, front office people and all these organizations like Jerry West just doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Absolutely. Because he is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Like he is incredible at what he does. Everywhere he goes, good things tend to happen he's the one that and put together the warriors all... right, that's what i'm saying yeah hey, it's he's brilliant and i don't know if i'm the los angeles lakers when you were going through all this transition why was that not the first phone call now we don't know that it was or was not but like right my goodness this guy is incredible at what he does and the last piece to this is i love that Kawhi chose the clippers and not the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's such a Kawhi move. To be like, yes, no, I'm not going to do the thing that everybody else has done over the last 50 some odd years. Yeah. I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to do it the way that I want to do it and not how everybody else has done it. And mm. it made me so happy. It was such a Kawhi move. It was such an Anton Shakur move. Like, I just, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Well, let's, let's flip to the other side uh, of, of the city now. We, yeah. we have the Lakers who basically were waiting on Kawhi. And when that didn't happen, they just, you could tell that they had everybody who was still up for grabs just lined up um, and, and they just fired off everything. They went and got Avery Bradley, which um, Rajon Rondo, DeMarcus Cousins, they, they kept JaVale McGee. They kept Contavious Caldwell Pope for some reason. Uh, they went and got Jared Dudley. They got Quinn Cook. You know, it was just like, every guy of value left they needed to fill their roster with. And, and that was kind of everyone was like, mm, I wonder where these guys are going to land. And it was all of them was the Lakers. And it was just waiting until we saw what happened with Kawhi. Um, I don't, you, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't you, a fan you, of them waiting. Tell me what, tell me what you think. Tell me what you think. Go well, for first it. off, uh, KCP is being paid because I'm pretty sure the first K is clutch Contavious 
Caldwell Pope is is it's actually clutch Caldwell Pope. Pretty accurate. Because that's the reason he's getting paid. Um, Quinn Cook, I I we, we saw him play in the finals, and I'm pretty sure Rob Polinka is like, look, he played in the finals. He he can dribble a ball. He can kind of shoot sometimes. Oh, whatever, give him a contract. Boogie, kind of same deal. You know, we didn't see, we didn't know what was going to happen with him. Uh, Dover didn't think he was going to get signed till September. Um, but they just kind of grabbed big guys when they could grab Rondo because he was available and they just need guards. Same with Avery Bradley. Oh, we saw him decent three years ago. Oh, he wasn't that bad when he was on the Celtics. Let's just bring him in. I just, I feel like they could have gotten more quality players had they not just waited on Kawhi. And I, I didn't think there was any. I didn't, I didn't think Kawhi was ever going to go to the Lakers. So I, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, but that being said, at the end of the day, they have LeBron James and they have Anthony Davis. And what's the one thing you need to get to a finals is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And what do you know? They've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, who arguably could be an MVP candidate and w- went 30 and 13. When you, like, what if he goes back to that? Then... The entire thing is flipped on its head. It doesn't matter who else you have coming off the bench if you have a guy going 30 and 13. You know, he, he dragged the Pelicans to the playoffs without LeBron. So I don't, I don't see this as being any worse. I mean, he's got Rondo again. Rondo loved playing with Anthony Davis the first time. Sorry, I couldn't get that. Um, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Do you see him step back? and kind of does whatever he can to get and Anthony Davis the MVP this season, like just making sure that Anthony Davis is the MVP of the league this year? Uh, no. <laughs> I feel like, I, I okay. don't know. My, my, okay. Well, first off, I don't think that he has that ability because you still have, I mean, you have Giannis with all of his tools still there. Like, first off, you have to get yeah. past a, a Bucks. I mean, a Giannis Bucks team that is just running it back and who was one of the best available. Um, you, you have Curry on his own now, you know, I, for at least for the first, you know, he's got to integrate Russ. Uh, he won't have clay for the first part of the season, we think. And so I think you're going to have top form Curry. Uh, I, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to try and make his stamp. I, I don't even think he's going to be the best player in his own city. And so I, I, hmm. I, I see that line where you're like, oh, LeBron's going to, you know, kind of rest himself during games or whatever and load management himself and, and let Anthony Davis kind of run it. But we also haven't seen Anthony Davis stay healthy. I just don't, I think that kind of forcing that on him in the first year in a new city with the, you know, just everything. I, I, I don't, I don't see that happening maybe next year or maybe the year after as LeBron continues to kind of get older and we'll see how father time catches up with him. Cause he's undefeated. Um, but I, I don't see that this year. I, I, I like the talk of it, but I, I just don't see it. See, actually, I disagree with you on it. I oh. think it will be. I think it's you had the second half of the year where Anthony Davis because kind of like in the crosshairs of like, we don't think he's a good guy anymore because he right. asked for a trade. I think he's going to go to this big market and he's going to say, all right, fine. If this is what you guys think I am now, I'm going to prove all of you wrong. And mm. I think part of the LeBron kind of putting him underneath his arm is like, hey, whatever I need to do to make you the guy that everyone loves again, we'll do that. So I could really see a world where, where he is like 28 to 32 points the game, 12 to 14 rebounds the game, and just blowing the NBA world off the radar and off the map because he is kind of putting his feet back in the conversation of who is the best kind of young quote-unquote guy in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think LeBron is going to play a big part in allowing him to do that, uh, especially to start the year um, to kind of prove the point of, hey, we're the Lakers. This is Anthony Davis. And this is who we are. And this is what we do. So I see the opposite of what you're seeing here, which is, which is uh, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see how it plays out. It'll be really good. So, um, yeah, I, I, it's fun with the duos. I like the duos. The yeah. duos are, are, are really fun. Well, another new duo that we got this past week is uh, in Houston. Uh, Russ is joining his old teammate, James Harden. Um, Russ was the, the very first pick that the Oklahoma City Thunder ever made. Um, and now he's gone. He was the longest tenured player on the team that he was drafted by in the NBA actively. And now it's Steph Curry. It was like 2009. 
So, yeah, Steph Curry now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Russ is gone. New era in Houston. And uh, I have no idea who's going to play point guard. <laughs> Dan, who's going to play point guard? Well, I, I have no idea. <laughs> who's gonna, I, I think. So, I think like, you're right. D'Antoni, like, this is kind of what he does, though, right? Like, right. he develops these systems. It's basically all pick and roll over the place. Then mm-hmm. people spread the floor. And I think. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the ball in Westbrook's hands more because Harden is better off the ball. Now, Harden is also one of the best players we've had the last 25 years with the ball in his hands. Exactly. But I, I just – Westbrook off the ball creates so many dilemmas for you offensively that you don't necessarily like – you didn't really necessarily have with Chris Paul because Chris Paul was a little more of a dangerous spot-up shooter where I, I think Russ will have the ball in his hands more and Harden will, will not have the ball in his hands the same amount, which I think will be good for him in the long term because he won't have to carry the load that he's had to carry through a regular season. And we've seen it as they've gotten to the second round of the playoffs where he just looks like he is running out of gas. So I, I could see a lot of Westbrook with the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. but a kind of like you talked about a load management with Harden throughout the year because he doesn't have to carry such a load and such a burden. Yeah. And then come playoff time, you know, they both kind of share those duties. But my favorite part about all, all this is the, the uh, Kawhi trade or the Paul George trade happens to the Clippers. I get a text at 6.30 a.m. I believe it's July 5th from a buddy. And he's like, wow, did you see that? My, my response to him is, hadn't seen it yet. But guess what? Chris Paul for Russ Westbrook is the next big domino to follow this. And I, <laughs> we don't have sources. We don't know anything. But that was just right. my reaction was, Russ is going to be out next. And... That's what's going to happen. Now, now you're sitting with OKC with a, uh, a Chris Paul contract that is uh, not necessarily team-friendly, but we'll see what happens with that piece next. Well, I, 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 like, I, I like the team that's already there. I, what, what, hmm. Clearly, some of the stories that were coming out about Paul George, Paul George geez, Chris Paul and James Harden, whether or not, or not they got along, that's a, a question mark. You know, that, that was kind of the thing. They had an opportunity to just, again, run it back without the powerhouse Warriors in, the, in their conference anymore. They had that chance. And I think they would have had a really good chance. And right. despite that, they decided to make a fairly large paradigm shift. Not just that, but they gave up a lot of future assets as well. Because I guess that's just what the Thunder are doing now. They're just collecting assets, which is yeah, incredible. Just, They've got first-round picks right. at the Wazoo. What did they gain over the past two trades with, with Paul George and, and the Houston Rockets? If you include um, picks and pick swaps, I think they gained something like uh, eight, eight new picks and, and four switches. Yeah. And so, like, holy crap. <laughs> Hopefully, I believe I was I was looking at it. I think it's like through twenty twenty six, they have at least two first round picks, no matter what. Yeah, at least two, and that's something wild like that. That's amazing. Well, and the funny part is, this next year, which they might have to take their biggest step back because they lost their two superstars, um, and they gained Chris Paul, and they might try to flip him as well. So if they're you know playing right. a bunch of their other guys, like they're they don't have their own first round pick <laughs> this coming year. It, the Memphis does, and so there's no real incentive for them to tank. There's no reason to do that. So I I don't know what the Thunder are gonna look like next year either because they they have no reason to not. I mean, I, I they're gonna be the expiring contract factory at this point. It's hilarious that they're doing that now too because it's. Uh, all year it was they're going to pay the super duper whatever penalties and luxury taxes because oh man they decided to finally do this for russ and and paul george but they didn't want to do it for their original big three but now they're paying super money and now they're going to be taking on contracts because well they have no reason not to at this point and they're just going to get more assets and more assets for the future so um sorry i completely flipped to the thunder back from the Back from the no, Rockets. No, but... you're absolutely right. That's perfect. Um, no, that's perfect. Yeah. Because the Thunder, the, the big thing with the Thunder, and we talked about a little bit, like getting Shea Gilgis Alexander is like the foundational piece to yes. like now we can continue to move forward. Like mm-hmm. now we can start, start to press this, press this reset button, um, move on from Russ, potentially move on from Chris Paul. Um, you know, Steven Adams, the thing that we talk about with him is like his contract's so bad. He's only 25 years old. Like, yep. 
even though he looks like he's like 45, like he's still 25. Like he's going to be a part of this nucleus as they build this thing going forward. Mm -hmm. And like, I think the Shea piece to all of this is the piece that, uh, man, walking away with that plus all the picks, the Sam Presti just did a Houdini type job of getting himself out of a bad situation and putting himself into a favorable one. And he guaranteed himself a job for the next six years is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Well, well even if like, yeah, well, the thing with him is like, somebody's probably going to come in and like, if things don't go well for some of these top contending teams, someone's going to say, Hey, whatever the check will write it, you're going to come in and run an organization. Like he set it up to where if he does choose to move on to leave, to do anything now, we don't know mm-hmm. that because we don't run in these circles, but like, if he does move on, like, look at the cupboard that somebody gets to walk into. It is not bare. Right. There are so many things that they could do to put together uh, a contending team in the next five to 10 years. So pretty, pretty cool what they were able to put together here. Um, can I, my last thought on the thunder uh, guys this season, keep your eye on Darius Baisley, uh, the new balance intern who That's right. was supposed to go to Ohio state and then was supposed to go to Syracuse and then was supposed to go to the G league and then just spent a year hanging out with new balance um let's he's 19 and uh guess what the only other small forward on this team is Danilo Gallinari who plays mm, 32 games a year so I think that we're gonna see a lot of Darius Baisley I'm kind of excited I think we will so we'll see how that goes it's gonna be a, a, a very different very different team than what we saw last year it's gonna be a very different league than what we saw last year there's a lot of a lot of change so many teams either gained or lost uh, uh, some guy who was in all NBA. It was something like 17 teams uh, gained or lost an all NBA player from like the past, like three all NBAs. It's insane. The, the, the movement is crazy. And really what it does is it makes me question everything for the last five years. It's been, well, the Warriors are going to go win the finals and the Cavs are going to be right next to them. Last year, we finally had our first question in the East. Now we have questions in the West. Dan, who's going to be good? I don't know. Well, I think it starts It starts in L.A. We know that. Like We know that those yeah. two teams that are going to battle it out for L.A. supremacy are both really great. Mm-hmm. I think the Rockets, with their moves, are also still really great. They keep the core. They just switch out Paul for what Russ. And I think just those two guys knowing each other and moving out from – the thing we didn't really talk about with Chris Paul, but like he is such an abrasive personality. Right. He's a basketball genius from everything we hear, but like mm-hmm. it's just, it's gotta be just killer to be on the floor with a guy who never stops talking and is never satisfied what's happening. It's like, all right, enough, man. Just mm-hmm. we got to figure out how to get you out of this. So I think just <laughs> adding in somebody who is also pretty abrasive as a personality, but at least has a relationship with Harden to where it kind of smooths thing over but i think that's going to be a huge step in the direction of mm-hmm. things that are going to be good and that's all in the west the west is nuts yeah. like the jazz are going to be right there I, I like what the denver nuggets did adding uh jeremy grant to the the team that they had already mm-hmm. put together like the west is stacked the east you still have milwaukee i think they're they're still doing what they do is kind of underneath the radar yeah. we're still got the core group they of kept, guys together. they kept like their that. assets yep they kept their assets. I mean, losing Brogdon, I like what the Pacers are doing. Uh, I like what the Celtics have done. I mean, I think those teams are going to be the ones that we look at at the end of the season saying, oh, wow, these are some of the better teams that are going to be teams that are vying for the, the championship. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's just mm-hmm. all over the map. What are your thoughts? Well, I think you have kind of a, a definite in, – in the East, there's a definite hierarchy. Like you have the Bucks, you have the 76ers. Um, I, I still believe in the, in the Celtics in a big way. Um, I think you have that defined hierarchy there in the West. I think like the Warriors could be the two seed. The Warriors could be the seven seed. Like, I just don't know. Um, I, I, I feel like the two seed that is wild. Yeah, no, I believe that. Well, it depends. It it all depends on Clay's health. If, If he pulls the, I'm actually back in November move. I think, yeah. I think they could win. 58 games um but at the same time like i think the jazz are probably going to win 54 games but i don't think they're going to make it to the finals like i i have no idea (laughs) i'm I'm so i feel like there's there's going to be a lot of really good regular season teams and then the playoffs are going to change everything because in the playoffs it's typically 
the best player wins the series. You know, the supporting cast is a big deal to do with that. But like, you know, if you want to make it to the finals, you've got to have LeBron, Kawhi, KD, Curry. Uh, in the past, we've seen uh, Dirk, um, Kobe. You know, those guys, like the the top echelon guys, are the ones that raise to the top. And so I feel like the guys like the Nuggets. You know, you will see what Jokic turns into. I, I feel like the the Jazz. Those are going to be guys that or teams that succeed in the regular season, but then maybe falter in the playoffs. And I just, I have no, I have no idea what it, it's all going to look like. And then, you know what? Maybe you have the teams with the superstars that are like, no, we're just going to ball out all year long and you guys are going to have to take it. And they, I don't know. It, it's, it's a big question mark, which is good, which is good. I'm so excited yes. to find yes. out what will happen instead of plugging teams into the finals and then just seeing how we get there. Um, so this is, it's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and the team would even mention Portland. Portland's another team. Oh, like, yeah. Made to the Western Conference Finals last year and oh, yeah. added a couple pieces into what they've done. And I think it's also going to be a good a good spot. Like, I completely agree. It's fun. The regular season will finally be fun again. Mm-hmm. The playoffs will be fun again. Like, the whole thing will be fun again. I think this last season, we were just looking forward to this upcoming offseason. Yeah. Now that it's all playing out, it's like, oh, wow, okay, this upcoming year, we have so many questions. We have so many things that we don't know. We're actually going to have to watch it play out versus like the yeah it's pretty much going to be the warriors and the whoever comes out of the east mm-hmm. and it's yeah. probably going to be the warriors now we didn't get that because we had injuries and all that stuff this year and the raptors were were, were right on top and I, I mean that's exciting but i think like you said this upcoming season is going to be a blast for the first time in a long time and i'm really looking forward to that yeah all of the case have landed kd Kyrie, kemba clay chris uh Kawhi. <laughs> they've all landed we've all found our spots for all of our yes. our, our big guy our big names and uh you know there might be a, a few moves that we have left but uh i think we've we've found our teams uh and that's gonna be a lot of fun um we'll see what happens in the regular season and you know maybe the, maybe the playoffs will be great too speaking of a playoff though i think it's time that we start talking about some of our young guys uh because the summer league is about to start their playoffs. Uh, we're recording this uh, on, on Saturday. It's about 2 p.m. So it's about an hour and a half until uh, all of the Summer League final games tip off. And I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. This year's Summer League, mm, not great. Not, not great. great. A lot of players that we wanted to see how they would do have not shown up like zion had to be pulled out after the earthquake he literally moved the earth and then got pulled out he Uh, yeah he jumped and landed hurt his knee and then he hurt the world and the world exploded because we had an earthquake yes yeah reddish isn't playing um darius garland hasn't you know it's just like i deandre hunter didn't get to actually suit up like i don't know it it took a while for for everything to get kind of moving and so it's been weird well the thing I would tell you, it has been weird. The thing, this is what I thought as I've turned on some games. It's like this load management culture that we have in the NBA. Mm. It's like the top guys, it makes sense because you need them there. And that has just like made its way down into like every player in the league where it's right. like, well, I, I also need my management loaded weighed. Mm. I, my, my, my load managed. So <laughs> yeah, I'm taking the time off. Like, right. like, like they were like, Luca didn't play, but like Luca also had an entire season last season overseas before he came to play in the summer league. So like right. it made sense for him not to play. Like a lot of these guys haven't played five on five basketball in a competitive type atmosphere like this since mm-hmm. March. Right. And like well, and I not and not against adults. Them get out there, but this whole like culture, right? Like this whole like load management culture is now making its way into like these guys where it's like oh no like i'm 19 years old i need my my load managed can you mm-hmm. make sure that that takes place because i'm 19 so i was just i'm right there with you i'm disappointed that we haven't gotten to see a lot of these guys really get out there and, and show us kind of the things that we all thought they were capable of so i'm right there with you disappointed yeah. that being said we we do have a couple guys that we want to touch on if not just mention their names because yeah. we're excited that they are there uh so whenever we have young guys you know this is a club of Hackachat to be talked about. It, it's, it's a very important club. And they're in Vegas. They're partying it up. And uh, before, uh, before we talk about it, we got we to gotta see some IDs. Yeah, can I see your ID? Can I check that ID? 
let's uh let's check the ID of a a spur. Last year supposed to be his his rookie year. It got kind of faltered off, and he played part of it. But Lonnie Walker the fourth uh, out of the University of Miami, I believe he not actually, the fifth. Yeah, no, 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 just the fourth. Uh, do you? Th- oh man, it's not like one of those where he had a kid and then like you you can't do that with the numbers. Like I remember uh players especially in in the nfl when they have a kid and they name it after themselves then they change their tag to like it says smith senior versus smith jr i was like yes i was like well now i'm a senior and i was like (laughs) you did that yourself you jerk um sorry lonnie walker (laughs) lonnie walker put up some big numbers and then did the same exact thing that you were just talking about which is load management he had two games he averaged 30 points a game he was shooting 58 percent uh, he was getting it done on both sides. He, he had a block and a steal a game. Uh, didn't really move the ball around, but that's not really what he was there for. He was there to put buckets and, uh, and then walk out the gym. And so he played two games, was a monster. And they're like, yeah, that's enough, Lonnie. You, we don't want you to hurt yourself. So well, we're going we're gonna to manage your load and get on out of here. But what I think it means is that we have a, a, a decent rotational guard for the Spurs, which is what? We were missing last year, you know, Deontay Murray, whatever happens with, you know, Lonnie Walker, hopefully they can pair well with uh, DeMar DeRozan, but I like Lonnie Walker. I also love his amazing hair. So Lonnie Walker, awesome guy. Completely agree. Yeah. And his teammate is another guy. His new yeah. teammate is a guy that I've kept my eye on. Um, and this seems to happen with the Kentucky guys. Mm-hmm. Like we've seen it happen with Devin Booker we saw it happen with uh Carl Anthony Towns like they get in the situation where they can actually play a little more freestyle of basketball and what do you know they put up numbers like right Kendall Johnson has been really good first so far the summer league and he was a top five or a top you know 15 recruit coming out of high school went to Kentucky was a part of just the the one and done era that's happened there and I feel like these guys get to the Cal Perry system at Kentucky and don't get to really show us everything they're capable of and then they get put in these situations where they get to the league and it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that guy was fully capable of that. Right. I Devin Booker. Johnson's Devin be Booker. Big guys. Guy. He, Devin Booker. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're watching it also with, uh, I mean, another guy that's on our list here, like Tyler Hero. Yeah. Like, like, we didn't get to see the full arsenal of what these guys were able to do when they're in the system at Calipari's uh, Kentucky. But, like, not to say, like, Calipari's system at Kentucky is bad, but it's just like, we don't, it, they, there's so much controlling that takes place at that level where you get right. placed at the, the NBA type level. It's like, hey, you're free. Like, let's play. Let's do all these different types of things. When there's so and much man, other Kendall talent, Johnson yeah. has been, there's right. And he's been one that has, like, we've seen, like, wow, that guy can really shoot it. He can handle it. He can come off a pick and roll. He, he does more than we thought he was capable of doing in Kentucky. And I think the Spurs did it again, right? Every time they draft somebody, it's like, of course, yes, naturally, this guy's great. So uh, he's had a good summer league. Uh, and like I said, we mentioned his his, uh, his running mate from Kentucky, uh, Tyler Hero, has just been lighting the world on fire and has mm-hmm. been probably the talk of the summer league, which has been really fun. Um, and, you know, he may not even be a part of that Heat team here in a couple of weeks, so who knows? Uh, mm-hmm. But he's been great. And he's those, those are the two guys I've really had my eye on as we've had the, the summer league kind of unfold, even though it's been not as exciting as we were hoping. Right. Uh, Tyler Hero is a bucket. He is amazing. I love him. I will talk about him later on near the end of the episode. Foreshadowing. Perfect. Uh, a guy who I want to talk about is somebody that probably not a lot of people know. Devontae Kaycock, um, played for UNC Wilmington. Um, he was there for all four years. Uh, he was the colonial like player of the year last year. The guy was awesome in college and uh but you know played for unc wilmington not getting a ton of uh, uh of press didn't get drafted he's put on this lakers team uh here in the summer league and he's averaging 11 and 9 he's shooting like 62 percent from the floor i got news as the as the lakers continue to try and build their roster um hi rookie big man Devonte kaycock He's, he's already kind of in the system. You've, you've already got a 10-dayer with him. You, you've, got, you've got the advantage of signing him. I hope they keep him around. If not, he's going to be the uh, G League MVP on the, what is it, the South Bay Lakers? Um, man, I, I think so. Yeah. I like Devontae Kaycock. I think he's really fun. I hope he gets, uh, I th- hope he gets to stick around. I hope he gets a, at least uh, a two-way deal or at the very least uh, a real shot at a G League team because I feel like he could make a difference as a big guy. 
Um, but obviously, there's more to it than just that. But LeBron, hi, pay attention to your G- summer summer league team. Devonta Kaycock's real fun. Um, not just I don't him. think LeBron has the bandwidth. I don't no. think LeBron. Well, do you remember he showed up last year? He, Plus, sh- he yeah. showed up last year in his Lakers jersey shorts and then sat in the front Those row. Those are so weird. The I know. Lakers front shorts. <laughs> Those are okay. so weird. That's true. We need to have a discussion about this. Yes, neither of us are fashion experts, but the the, We're not. the jerseys We're not. that are our gym shorts, I think, look ridiculous. <laughs> Why do you want to have writing or logos across your really... crotch? It's so weird. It's weird. It's a weird look. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Not a fan. But you know what? LeBron did it, so everyone's doing it, and that's just how life is going to go. Um, another guy who I just want to touch on real quick, Rui Hachimura. Actually, Dover and I watched uh, the Wizards game uh, yesterday, just beca- right, before summer, or, uh, right before we finished Stranger Things. Stranger Things, killer. In the third, he had like 10 points. He... He looked like he owned the world. He looked like a very young uh, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> very I mean, young, like that, a fifteen-year-old Kawhi. What's his comp? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like look, the Wizards don't have a lot going for them, and so I don't, don't. hate their pick. Everyone kind of crapped on it, and uh, they had uh, Shepard Tom Tom Shepard, who is their VP of uh, basketball operations and he was basically there and he's like look he was our guy we wanted him if we had the sixth pick we would have taken him there if he was the fourth pick we would have taken him there i was like that's a guy who's standing behind it now that might bite him in the butt but i love that the confidence he's like look he's our guy we wanted him we got him and uh eh, wizards look the front office believes in their pick obviously i mean they kind of have to but I don't think he's that bad. I feel like people should give him a break. Let's let's see what Rui Hachimura does. Um, on, on top of that, yes, let's see what he does. Yeah, on top of that, the Pelicans have a bunch of people just balling out. You know, they don't have Zion, but they have uh, Nickel uh, Alexander Walker, Frank Jackson the third put up like thirty some odd points. Jackson Hayes is actually playing out of his mind. Pelicans have a lot of good young guys. I don't know if people know this. Uh, this, is, this might be a secret. They've got a lot of young, good young talent, not just in the summer league, but also like, I don't know, uh, Zion and Lonzo and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. They got some good, they got some good young guys. I think they're going to be good. <laughs> they, they do. I, when they made the Jackson Hayes pick, I was like, this guy, if he figures it out, is one of the best guy, young guys you could pair with Zion. Mm-hmm. Like, and he is as advertised as an athlete. My goodness, the dunk. If you haven't seen his dunk <laughs> uh, against the Bulls, stop everything you're doing right now. Pause our podcast and go YouTube Jackson Hayes dunk Chicago Bulls because yes. it is outrageous. And that's the type of dude that you put him next to Zion to like defend the rim and, and just be someone that can help in that defensive rotation with him goodness gracious like that is the those are just two freak azoid athletes on the floor at the same time Mm -hmm. and it is very similar to what i would imagine what we had when we had deandre jordan and blake griffin together i feel like that's kind of the mold that those guys could potentially get themselves into so i don't know but i like i like what the pelicans have done i like i like how their guys have have played during the summer league and i I think david griffin within just a couple weeks of being the gm there has just turned a bunch of fantastic uh, moves into that organization. So I like that you put them on there. Fantastic. Fantastic. Oh, we both said fantastic. Uh, we both did it just naturally. <laughs> Double fantastic. Yeah, it's just so fantastic. We just, uh, I can't keep talking enough about how fantastic it is. Uh, speaking of talking more, uh, I want to have a, a small little discussion. This is, this is kind of the part where, where we just take a, a little thing and we break it apart. We, we get into the, the, the weeds a little bit. Um, so if we're going to do that, Dover, let's keep talking. Okay, so there's a new rule. And the new rule Lay it on me. in the NBA is that it, they, they haven't figured out everything quite yet. But coaches will be able to challenge in the game. Now... To do so, they have to actually take a timeout and then challenge. So it's not like we're adding a timeout, we're adding a stoppage. Um, 
you can you can actually challenge touch fouls or blocks or charges, uh, things that may have looked subjective. Dan, you have actual coaching experience at the collegiate level, kinda. Um, here's my yeah. question. Small, small collegiate level. Look, look, it's it's more than I've got. Um, I need to know how exactly do you think this is going to be used? So my first thought is the way it's spelled out now, I could see timeout and everybody stops and looks at the jumbotron because yeah. they're gonna. And I, I would imagine coach, and this is how I would do it: coach and whoever kind of runs the video board mm -hmm. are going to be in lockstep like hey if there's something that looks controversial here we need a replay on the board now. right now yes so you get the timeout and it's like then you can look up right away and you can see it so mm -hmm. you're you're gonna have the ability i would imagine to have some time there before you have to throw the whatever the, i mean hopefully it's like a t-shirt cannon they have to shoot off and it's like the <laughs> challenge t-shirt cannon that the I coaches will. have like in their holster it's like like Oh, like a fan just got the challenge, the challenge t-shirt. So we're gonna go to the board on this one. Um, but like, I think that's probably how it'll do it if the if it's spelled out with timeout, and then coach's challenge. I would imagine it'd be timeout. Look at the board. Yes, I see that like his feet were outside the charge circle. I'm challenging that block charge call. Right. Mm -hmm. I I think that's probably how I'll see it playing out. I think you'll probably see that a lot to start. Um, so you think yeah, that think away, it, away teams might have a bit of a disadvantage just because if, if they, I would think so. Yeah. If it goes the other way, I, I agree with you. Well, and, and what, what, exactly what you just said made me think, you know, um, on NFL sidelines, there are monitors that, that can be, right. actually it's, it's more uh, up in the press box. There are coaches that have monitors where they can review things. Uh, in the NHL, if they want to review something, there are monitors like behind the benches that all the, the coaches have to do is look down. It's right under their feet. They can look there. Uh, in baseball, there are monitors that can be seen and, and look at replays before you make that decision. There's no, like on an NBA uh, uh, sideline on, on the bench, there's no like monitors. There's no like setup like area uh, for that. There's very limited space. And so unless they have like, replay ipads out there oh, i'm sorry they, they'll definitely be microsoft surfaces microsoft um, yeah. yeah um but like unless you have like those like set up for each team there is going to be an advantage of the home team literally looking at the scoreboard um so i just i i i want to i want to know more about how this is gonna like obviously you can't look probably yeah. you can't be able to challenge in the final two minutes like that's probably going to be a thing um, it says that there's only one. Does that mean that there's one and a half? Is there, is there only one allowed for the game? Um, is there a penalty if you get one wrong? There's a lot of rules that we don't know yet about this right. challenge. And I, honestly, I'm like, if I'm a coach, I'm, you're using a timeout anyway. It depends on what the penalties are of getting it wrong. But I don't know that when you would use this um, unless it's in a, a very crucial moment but those are typically reserved for like, there's always, they're always replaying them anyway. So I just, I don't know. I will, we'll see what happens with all of this. My, I hope. Well, well thing I would say, go ahead. Oh, I said, I was, I was going to say, I, I hope that whatever they use, it isn't just like a, uh, to, to signal for the challenge, you know, in hockey and in baseball, it's just like the coach going, yeah, they'll like wave their hand or they do a little salute or something. In football, they've got a whole flag. I really like the t-shirt cannon idea. I feel like we should have a challenge t-shirt cannon yeah. idea. That's perfect. That was off the cuff. You can just have the coaches holster it for the game. Yeah. And then shoot it off. And, or like, like the t-shirt like confetti. You can just like pull the, yeah, the t-shirt pistol, right? Okay. Or like, you know, like, a little, like a little confetti gun where it's like, oh, boom, it's like red confetti. A little pop. And then the little guys with the little things just come in and sweep it up. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like instead of sweeping up the sweat, you're sweeping up the challenge confetti. Um, I'm trying to figure like out which, an option. which uh, head coach. I, I want to see David Fisdale have to pop one of those things off. Like get just upset. He's yes. in a ref's face and he just pops it right in his face. Um, Take that for data. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably You're not going to rook uh, us. <laughs> but here's the real thing with it. I think like you asked like, what are, how are coaches going to use this? I would yeah. See this as another way of like a run breaker 
where mm-hmm. like someone's like scored 14 in a row. It's like, all right, I'm going to elongate this time out by throwing a challenge or like stopping us to like have a challenge to like really calm that momentum. I could see mm-hmm. them using it that way. But again, here's just another, another instance where the NBA is like, Hey, the NFL messed something up. Let's kind of just like weave our way in there. Like also have something where it's like, we're ahead of where the NFL messed something up. Like you had the end right. of the saints uh, Rams game where you had the subjective play that was not able to be challenged. And now the NBA is like, yeah, sure, we'll just go ahead and start it. Like, it's never really been an issue for us, but let's just start it now and say right. that we can do this. And it's like, again, they're just, they're watching the NFL, like, kind of, like, ruin stuff and mess stuff up. It's like, mm, let's put into our rules that, like, you can do some of this stuff. Yeah, so I, I think, again, it's super smart and just do it better. And then you don't have the same, like, there will be issues. There always will be, but they're just, like, always one step ahead. Yeah. Like, watching what the NFL messes up. It's like, all right, how can we implement something that won't mess that up in our game? And mm-hmm. let's, it's just, I think it's great that they do this type of stuff when they do it. So I think it's really funny. I agree with you. Uh, I I can't wait to see how this is actually going to play out. Um, we'll see. That was one of our, 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 our typical little segments there is, is, is just keep talking a little bit more. But another segment that we really love is always run by our favorite Dan. Dan, what time is it? It is time for your favorite segment, my favorite segment, everybody's favorite se- segment. That is keeping up with Chris Dapps. Awesome. So this week, uh, we had a little article come out by uh, 538, and they created a new defensive metric called the Draymond. Which Lots they just completely made pieces. up. Yeah. They completely made it up. Yeah. They yeah. completely made it up. They took all the data analytics, things that they've done, like all those pieces put together, and they're calling it the Draymond, which is a defensive metric. Uh, mm. So as they looked back through some of the data on this, Chris Stapps happens to be one of the top three rated defenders by this new defensive metric called the Draymond. I love it. Believe it or not, Draymond Green is number one, Joel Embiid is number two, Chris Stapps is number three. So if we get a healthy Chris Stapps coming back next season, we're getting a top three defender in the NBA according to the Draymond. And that was keeping up with Chris Stapps. Back to you, Chuck. Yeah, the Draymond is perfect. They they did this a few years ago with Carmelo, where basically they were coming up with how to do specific players' ELO ratings, which is ELO, and so they like they just makeshifted it into Carmelo, uh, and so they did the same thing with Draymond. They're like, look, he's the best player right now, and it's a uh, defensive rating accounting for yielding minimal openness by nearest defender. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's draymond we'll, we'll give that one to over he's the math guy yeah we'll, we'll, we'll have him calculate those later yeah well yeah so uh draymond is uh number one at a plus 316 draymond rating uh joella beat is number two at a 2.95 draymond rating and chris Tapps is number three with a 2.57 draymond rating which is spectacular <laughs> Uh, can't wait to get Draymond. Can't wait to get Chris Stapps back to increase that Draymond rating next season. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll we'll see if that's actually right. Uh, but we'll hey, see if it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have like guys like Andre Roberson, Tim Duncan, Anthony Davis, because they go back all the way to thirteen, fourteen. Um, Roy Hibbert is pretty high on this list. So is Josh Smith. Uh, uh, we'll see. Um, maybe well, hey, they got some tinkers to tinker was out. like the LeBron kryptonite. So, yeah. and then he, and then it took him a year, and he disappeared. You got, and he just fell off the face. I mean, it was, it was then just we're like, like, hey, center shoot threes now. It was just like mid March. He just like fell apart for the Pacers. He spent one more year there, was garbage. Went to the Hornets, and then uh, I don't know, started going to Comic Con and uh, E three, wearing Google glasses, and. Uh, whatever he did he a show great... up in episodes of parks and Rec. Yeah, he was great so, yeah parks he had lots on his plate he brought uh, he one of the plumleys he brought miles plumley with him uh <laughs> it's my favorite episode of parks and rec when they're in indianapolis they meet like newt gingrich and they meet jim Irsay and reggie wayne and andrew luck and there's oh roy hibbert who's one of the best players on the pacers at the time and this rookie that doesn't talk at all uh miles plumley so <laughs> I whatever Roy Hibbert enough aside uh we've hit the end of our show but before the end we like to play a couple games uh these games are always well the first game is run by our good friend Dover Dover what do you have in store for us this week 
Well, uh, we're going to play a little trivia. Charlie, you want to talk more about this one? The trivia? Yeah. All right. So my good friend Leah bought me uh, for Christmas a game called The Ultimate Basketball Trivia Board Game. And it was amazing. And then I looked at it and I realized it was made in the year 2000. Uh, so some of the questions uh, are a little outdated. So I went through like one night for like an hour and I like updated like 300 of these questions. There's something like 1,500 questions total. Um, but what it seems, we're going to play some sort of trivia game based on these cards. We're going to use the ones that I updated, I hope. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully those yeah. are all accurate. Uh, we'll see what happens. Dover, what do we got? So we're going to play this sort of like spelling bee. I'm going to give uh, Chuck a question here. If he gets it right, then Dan, you get a question. If you get that right, we keep going back and forth until somebody gets it wrong. And if the other person knows the answer, then they win. Okay, got it. And if we both get it wrong, cool. we just keep going back and forth. Yes. All right. One of us will just have to faint. And then we'll get back up, yeah. and then we'll answer the question properly, okay. and then we'll keep going. Iridocyclitis. I get it. That's a little, that's a little spelling bee Spell. trivia for you there. <laughs> what a callback. What a callback. <laughs> what All a right. callback. Um, uh, do you, Dover, how, do we get, how are we going to determine who goes first? I was just going to start with you. Okay, so I yeah. start. Youngest. Youngest goes first. Oh, youngest. Okay. okay. Alphabetically, you, let's start there. You have an easy Start. Oh, We're that's good because really we easy. we don't want to start by us missing all of the questions. That's what I was thinking. Uh, good yeah. call. Who is the first player in NBA history to have averaged a triple double per game for the entire season? Oh, Big O, Oscar Robertson. Yep, that was an easy one. Boom. Dan. Hmm. Find a good one here. Oh, all right. Can I get what NBA player is nicknamed the general? The general? Yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> um My goodness. Uh it's a center? I don't know. This is a really uh, hard one. Darn. It sounds like it sounds like I don't know is the answer. Give me a player. Yeah, Patrick Ewing. Nope. It's not that, but I don't know. Okay. Um, can I have the country of origin? No. Okay. Um, I know that David Robinson's the admiral. Correct. Um, right. But the general? I don't know. I feel like... So there was a time that Avery Johnson was called the little general when he was playing for the Spurs. Um, but I don't feel like that would be right because he was playing alongside... He was the Because he was the point guard and they had the admiral, so he's the little... Um, is it Avery Johnson? No. Oh, shoot. Who was it? It's a very hard one. Brian Grant. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Why would you give us that? Oh, I like Brian Grant. Well, okay. Brian Grant teammate Let's keep of going. Rasheed Wallace in Portland. Oh, nice. All right, so we're going back to Dan, right? Yes, back, right, to, back Dan. to Dan. Trying to find. Okay. I scribbled all over these. My goodness. Look, I'm just trying to make notes. Trying to make notes. Here, if it's Dan's question, I can help. Oh, gonna... This is a multiple choice. This is good. Oh, boy. In 2001, what city hosted the NBA All-Star Game? <laughs> Sacramento, Vancouver, or Washington, D.C.? So if he gets it wrong, I'm going to say Sacramento. Incorrect. Oh, shoot. Oh! Um, Vancouver? No? No. <laughs> It was DC? Yeah. I had no clue. Okay, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Come on. We should have gotten these beforehand. Yeah. Who replaced Larry Bird as head coach of the Indiana Pacers? Jeez. <laughs> this happened so long ago. This was like 20 years ago. Yeah, but this was like right when I was really starting to pay attention to the NBA. Oh my goodness! Um, like after those, after the Jordan era, Larry Bird took over. Mm -hmm. Oh man, was it was it Mark Jackson's first head coaching job? No, I don't think so. No, um, uh, I Chuck. Have a, I have a couple guesses. You have one guess. 
Um, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it could be, I don't know. It was Larry. Oh no. Larry Brown was before Larry Bird. Oh, 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 I know it. 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 Um, it's the guy who replaced, uh, Larry Bird in the NBA finals in the eighties in the East. It's Isaiah Thomas. It is. Nice. Charlie wins. Very nicely done. Charlie Isaiah. I forgot about the Isaiah Thomas Old era Isaiah Thomas. in the with the Pacers. I forgot about that. Yeah, it was Isaiah Thomas and then Rick Carlisle. And they fired Rick Carlisle. And then he's like, screw you. <laughs> and That's right. won a championship with the Mavs. Um, so yeah. Yes. They had, they had some guys there. I remember Larry Brown was before that. Um, I was trying to think of like I, I thought at one point Don Nelson was there. I almost Don said Don Nelson. Nelson, but I was like, that that can't be right. Um, there we are. Isaiah Thomas. There. Wonderful. Way to go, go, Chuck. All right. My proverbial hat is tipped. Well done. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll sort through, sort through. We'll, we'll, that was our first try. First run first through try. that trivia game. A lot of these we'll are strange. Figure, figure some of these out. Um, our, our final game is, uh, if it hits, I'm a genius. Uh, Dover, yours was, uh, from last week was, was that cousins dumb. Yeah. was going to sign like later in the fall. Uh, that didn't happen. No. He's on the Lakers didn't. now. So you, not a genius. Sorry. But also. Dan. Dan. Dan, you thought that Kawhi Leonard was going to announce that he was going to the Lakers at 9.52 on July 4th. Uh, also did not happen. So there not goes that. Um, it was a good try. It was a good try. Uh, I thought that Mello would announce yeah. that he was going to retire. That's still up. That's still, it's a possibility. I didn't know it still could be a genius. Still could be a genius. That's what I keep telling my parents. They don't believe me. Yes. Um, so let's, let's see it for next week. Uh, mine, I'll, I'll start off. Uh, Miami Heat, I think, are going to win the G League finals. I think that Tyler Hero is going to be a bucket. The, the Summer League finals. Oh, I said G League. Yes, yeah, you you're right. You're right. You're right. My apologies. The Summer League finals. Uh, they got Duncan Robinson there. Um, who is on my, one of my favorite podcasts, One Shining Podcast. If you don't listen to One Shining Podcast, this is how I know all college basketball. Um, Duncan Robinson's there. I, I don't know. I just feel like I believe, I believe in the heat. They won it last year. I, I think they're going back, and I think Tyler Hero scores 30. Just is a whole bucket. So there we go. I like it. Speaking of Miami. Pretty good. Dan. Yes. So my, if it hits, I'm a genius, is Chris Paul will be traded to the Miami Heat. I like it. Uh, and, and I believe Tyler Hero will be involved in that trade, along mm. with Justice, Justice Willow, Winslow and Cat Filler to make sure that all of the stuff fits. I don't think there are going to be picks out of it because Miami Heat, I don't believe, can trade any draft picks well, currently because of all the picks they have traded. Yeah, because um, of all of the draft picks that they've already traded to the Clippers who have traded yeah. them to the Thunder. The Thunder already have their picks. Think, <laughs> I don't think the Miami Heat are allowed to trade draft picks at this point. Yeah, uh, I think I they think can offer pick swaps. Yeah, I think it'll be Winslow and Hero mm -hmm. and uh, Filler to make the, the cap work to get Chris Paul to the Miami Heat with Jimmy Butler to have a new duo, duo in Miami. That'll That's be my if it hits. I'm a genius. Uh, we'll cool. see if it happens. Speaking of Chris Paul, Dover. Yeah, very similarly, but I think Chris Paul's going to go to a different Eastern Conference team, the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. See, I don't think the Milwaukee wow. Bucks have the money to see, make it work. They're going to give up George Hill. Well, this. yeah, I mean, they kind of have to. Yeah, and all of the, well, and there's the thing is the Bucks would have to give up all of their picks, which again, um, but the, the Thunder th getting every pick from every team that exists. The Thunder now. is giving up. They're, they're done before the season started. We're just going to fold and push the cards and away. Take we're more just assets. Done. Yeah, we're take done more here. Assets. So Dover's in real conflict because he's yeah. liked the Thunder for so long, has Thunder shorts, has Thunder shirts. And now the Thunder uh, don't have the three players that he liked from the Thunder. They're folding. Uh, folding. <laughs> so <laughs> push in the cards. I don't care anymore. It's the yeah, <laughs> you'll get there. It's fine. Uh, we've reached hey, the end of our show. Of, two out of the three play for the Rockets now, so you can just yeah, like that. yeah. be a Rockets fan. Okay. Be a Rockets okay. fan. That's there. there we go. Uh, we've hit the end of our show. We want to remind everybody to make sure that they are, are sharing with friends. You know, we, we love to talk basketball, and we love more people hearing us talk about basketball. And we want you to be part of the conversation as well. 
So you can email us at uh, hackachatcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, hack underscore uh, underscore chat. Um, make sure you rate, review. We're on all sorts of stuff. We got Spotify. Spotify is there. Uh, we're on Anchor now, which then feeds to like a thousand different uh, podcast feeds. So if your person's like, how can I find this podcast? Just give them like nine different options like SoundCloud and Google Play and uh, iTunes. It's a big one. Well, the podcast app on anything. Stitcher. Across the board. We've got it. It's available. Go find it. As well as all of our music was by Kid Runner. Check out Kid Runner. They're amazing. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Please make sure you uh, rate whoa, whoa, and whoa, review whoa, whoa, everything. Oh, Yeah. We're not done. Yes, we, we were going to talk with Charles Spiro today. We talked about it being oh, like shoot. my 4th of July gift from you guys to me. So like, right. Well, can we, we got time, right? Well, that we was, that was before, time. that was we, before we Kawhi and then Russ. We had to talk about all that stuff. Paul George moved. We had to talk about so much stuff. Just, well, yeah, yeah, but we still have time. We still I'm exhausted. Time. You, you spent, you, you still have to go mulching, so, don't you? Remember you have to mulch? I think we're at it. You got to finish your mulching. Done. Your mulching's done? No, mulching's done. I set it up so that I can talk with Charles Prewell today. Well, just... All right, fine. Look, Can exhausted. we at least next time? Okay. Just next time, please. All right. The world right. needs to know what happened to Latrell. Okay. Well, next we'll, time. We'll, we'll sign it up. We'll put it up for next time. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you. No problem. Remember, everybody, travel safe, be good to one another, and as always, ball out. Ball out.